0: Okay, Rich and Diana, come on up. Uh, we'll get a couple stools here ready. So like a good old-fashioned tent revival, we thought we would have some testimony time. Um, and so I've asked three couples. Uh, yeah, grab a seat. Uh, I've got some microphones for you here. Okay, there we go. I've invited uh, three couples. Is that, is that a little a little wobbly? You, we, can, we can sit you in the pool of water over there by all the electrical cords. You're a fireman. That's totally up to code, right? I'm not a fireman Well, you used to be. If the if the fire inspector were to come in and see that, what would he say? I'd say it's his problem. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> um, so I've invited three couples up this morning. We wanted to mix it up a little bit here today, and I think it's good to hear from the people. So uh, as I was thinking about this, doing a time of Q&A and testimonies, I, just, I thought of... What I would say are uh, ordinary people, if we, if we want to call this a podcast, a podcast title, ordinary people, ordinary faithfulness. And I say ordinary because faithfulness is ordinary. Uh, faithfulness is not extraordinary. Faithfulness is people who sort of operate in the shadows. And you don't know that they're there, uh, but they're working faithfully all of the time. And I know that the three couples I've invited up here this morning are not the only ones. They're not the only ones in Steadfast. They're not the only ones in our church. There are a lot of you out there who serve faithfully. But we have a unique opportunity to hear from some specific ones. And what I tried to do is I tried to capture some from each of the Bible studies and different areas of ministry. So we'll start with Rich and Diana Hall. And then I've asked uh, Julian and Mika, Fumika to be exact, Cordero. Uh, they're going to come up after Rich and Diana. And then we're going to end with Josh and Michelle Wade, okay? So uh, I just want to start by asking you guys, tell us how you got saved. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you ended up at Grace Church. Um, I want to hear how you guys met. Okay. And then I've got some specific questions for both of you. you as a fireman, and then Diana in uh, some of the ways that she serves and ministers. So go ahead.
1: Great. Um, I'll let Diana share her testimony first, but I, I must say first, Brian, um, I appreciate your encouragement and your um desire to get to heaven, but we aren't done with you yet here. So, don't get any ideas to leave just yet. So, um we'll let you know when we're ready. <laughs> but I'll I'll let Diana start first with your testimony.
2: Okay. Um I had the privilege to uh be raised in a Christian home. Very thankful for that and um My mom and dad brought us to Grace Community when I was in about ninth grade. So we've been here a long, long time. Very thankful for that as well. And um, I honestly don't ever remember not believing about the Lord Jesus because by God's grace, like I said, you know, my parents taught us the fear of God. Um, They were as faithful as they could be as far as, you know, teaching us the true gospel and how to follow the Lord Jesus. And so I'm not exactly sure when I, when the Holy Spirit came to dwell in me. I'm, um... There was lots of times when I was young that I prayed to receive the Lord Jesus in my heart, you know. Um, but I I honestly don't know exactly when that, that happened. So I know that as uh, after we came to Grace Community and started really getting good teaching, um, I that's when I realized I needed to be baptized. I hadn't been baptized before. So um, I, when I was 18, I got baptized. And actually Rich and his two sisters got baptized at the same time. So that was very special. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, I can think of different times uh, along the way that God's used seasons of life or circumstances to that I've noticed growth in me, you know, different than I feel like my heart was different than it was before. But I, yeah, I am very thankful to have had the, the upbringing that I had. And um, so that's, that's Diana, basically tell us, my take. Diana, tell us a little
0: bit about your parents. Your dad um, obviously has served. Yes. For my, a long time here. Yes.
2: My mom and dad are Bob and Glenda Houghton, and I have three sisters, and one of my sisters is here uh, at Grace Community as well. Um, Greg and Leanne Fraser are their names. Some of you, especially at the college, probably know Dr. Fraser. He's one of the professors there. They're in Sojourners. And, um, yeah, my parents just neat, faithful, not perfect people, but such a good example growing up and a real good example in their marriage. And expectations, like, for us to have expectations of what a godly marriage might look like, um, Lord willing, someday. And, uh, yeah, so my dad is actually, he, he has dementia now, but he's actually still an elder here <laughs> at Grace Community. And is so happy to come and love His favorite place is to be here at church and to be with the men. So very, very thankful for that. And, uh, yeah. so, and Rich, my mom's in heaven now.
0: Yeah. Uh, sh- share your testimony briefly and then... She mentioned
1: marriage. Talk about how you guys met
2: yep. and how you got married. Yeah.
1: Okay. So mine was a little different than Diana's. I I grew up in a in Burbank, born and raised in Burbank, and um, my life was easy. It was it's easy. It was easy to live in Burbank, and it was easy fun. Um, my childhood was fun. Um, uh, we went to church. I knew about Jesus, and we were taught about Jesus, and it was a fun again. Fun thing to do, you know, as a kid, um, you go and you hang out with your friends, you, you, you go to Sunday school, um, so I had the background, but not the not the heart um, and so um, just during those years of just it, yeah we, it kind of got out of we, we stopped going to that church and then we stopped going to church altogether, we would go on christmas and easter you know the the typical you know everybody let's go to church because we have to go to church and then afterwards go on an easter egg hunt you know because that's where all the candy was so um that's that was the more important thing so uh as i grew up um going through high school age um that was as you can imagine being in burbank and near hollywood you can imagine all the trouble that i got in so um not saved at all. I didn't have any interest in it at all um, until my brother-in-law, funny, um, weirdly, was saved on a missions trip, a short-term missions trip. Um, he came back, totally changed, and started dating my sister. And then in that event, they ended up all coming here to Grace Church. Um, and so I was the last one. Pretty much that didn't get to go. That didn't want to go to go to church. So eventually, um, long story short, hopefully, um, I uh, was invited by my brother-in-law to a winter camp um, through Grace, and we, uh, by God's grace, he put me into a cabin with who, guys that are now senior pastors all over the all over the country and, um, just I just bombarded them with questions, and I thought I knew all the answers I thought I knew oh well i can I can certainly rebut anything that they have to say about about the gospel or about about the Bible, um but they proved me wrong, God proved me wrong, and um that's the the time I gave my life to Christ is during that Russ Moore I don't know if anybody's heard of Russ Moore or Chris Mueller, you might have heard of chris Mueller um those two guys were doing the camp at the time and, and it was just fantastic. And, um, um, after that just saw a total change. How
0: how old were you then? 21, 21. Yeah. And then how long after that? Uh, a year, a year after you met Diana. Yeah. Here here at grace. We
1: actually met at a Bible study, Peter Smith, who was a missionary with, with grace church here. Um, and is now a faithful pastor. They were, we, we met at his Bible study in Burbank and, um, started dating and, um, yeah, then talk talk about that a little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was, it was great. I, 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 I gotta be honest. I, I I was attracted to her, um, at first by her looks and she was just gorgeous. And I was like, wow, you know, what are my chances? And sure enough, she said yes to the first date. So, um, but getting to know her, um, and her family and like she said, she just has a, she was just special she had just an amazing godly character and a a desire to want to serve christ and a desire to want to love the lord and um that shone through and i was i was attracted to that um even more so i i appreciated that so um yeah and then we got married um six months later in in may so how many years uh, thirty-six years this year. Thirty-six, and you've been at Grace for how long? A little bit shorter than here, so since I was twenty-one, and I'm, um, forty-two. Yeah, no, thirty-six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, fifty-eight now. So you guys do the math. I'm not a good, not a good at arithmetic. <laughs> yeah, we're Josiah. He works for the IRS. <laughs> yeah, he's got it.
0: Okay. Um, that long. Now, God, God never provided children. Correct for you. Correct. Can you, you yeah. just talk about that a little bit? Talk about how God worked through that journey. And um. yes,
1: yes. And Diana can interject a little bit if she um, also. But um, it was a it was a hard time because it was a time as, as and this goes with the, you know single women and singles and and all sorts of people. Other people that don't have kids. Um, it's a hard thing to to go through. When there's a lot of expectancies, um, we were in college group and in mainstream, or back then it was called marriage builders, marriage builders, and everybody was having kids. And um, we're like, yeah, well, we're not able to. God didn't allow that to happen. Um, and so we're like, well, what do we do? You know, how do we, how do we do, deal with that? And, and so there was some heartache, a lot of heartache, a lot of tears, um, a lot of questioning and um wondering what what now but um as we were doing that the lord opened up a different avenue for and you know you want me to talk about being a fireman but because i was a fireman it gave me some days during the week that i had off um to serve so i i ended up with people like christian andresen and and um uh, peter smith and those people that were in the outreach department i ended up Um, serving a lot in the outreach department. And so we kind of just kind of poured our heart into the outreach department and all the missionaries that we would be with. And, um, yeah, over the years then doing the conferences, and uh, some of our great friends are are all missionaries, and so we've appreciated that. Yeah, Uh,
0: Diana, what – of course, you can interject, but I guess the question that's in the back of my mind, you said you were able to get through that. What advice would you give to young moms who have either lost babies or are struggling to get pregnant? What, what would you say to them?
2: Well, one thing I did want to interject is Rich was always so kind to always make us feel like a family with just the two of us. I never felt less. I never felt like I was deficient somehow. He Never, ever. And um, I think that was really key in helping me joyful in the way God made me, and the way that you know He chose to withhold that one thing of being a steward of children. But then He gave us other things to invest in. And Rich was just like he—he he never, yeah, yeah. We cried, and mostly he cried because I was sad so many times, you know, especially in the beginning. But it, yeah, he never made me feel deficient, and that was so key in his loving leadership in our home. I think and over the years, people have always, not always, but often, um, encouraged that maybe we should adopt, you know, and so we prayed about that, and Rich was just convinced if this is how God made us and gave us a love for each other, that we could serve him joyfully in our marriage, and we didn't have to have that other, that other part, and so I'm very thankful for that, because that was a huge deal. I think maybe, um, if, uh, couple is in that situation and the husband is not being quite as supportive maybe taking an example from rich that way and and following the lord jesus and so tenderly and kindly living with me in an understanding way and and wanting to have me feel like i wasn't somehow missing out i I mentioned the home i grew up in my mom was such a joyful mother and they so basically i was raised to keep a home and have children (laughs) that that was the skills that i had and i'm glad for that but so then i was like well then what do i do what am i you know how do I redirect all my efforts and and whatnot when that wasn't what was going to be coming, and um, so the, I'm sure it was a process. But one of the keys I think you would say, honey, is we. It never dawned on us when we were early married that we shouldn't be at church and totally plugged in. Like that was what you did, and it was such a happy accountability in that. And I think um, yeah, recognizing the bigger picture, not. Um, it's not, life isn't all about just what my expectations are and what I think should be happening. But it's about the glory of God and growing in joy in him. Right. And uh, I think it's really key, like the scripture talks about, you know, the older women and the younger women, the life on life and that kind of thing, to learn from each other. So I'm so thankful that God always had older women in my life. And they didn't condemn me. They would point me in the right direction, though. And so. And then also, God gave us uh, 15 nieces and nephews and then several greats now. So we have had the blessing of um, pouring into yeah, nieces and God. nephews and that kind of thing.
1: And, and I would add on to that real quick, Jade. Um, it gave us a sensitivity that – uh, two things it gave us um, that I think is you, is great for, for us is we had a lot of lady f- friends, girls that we knew that, that – were not married yet and and it gave us a sensitivity to those people as well as the people that didn't have kids and and not like well why aren't they having kids or why isn't that one married yet you know my goodness what's wrong with them you know and and it's like well the lord's got something planned for them obviously and so i think we gave got a a good sensitivity um towards that and and then it it also helps it helped us because we didn't have kids. We weren't biased towards things. So if someone came up to us and, and at first we're, they're like, well, I don't know if I should trust what you guys are saying about kids because you don't have any kids. But but we don't have kids, so we're not biased towards the kids that we have, and we're not l- looking at anything else other than, well, this is what Scripture says. So. Um, you, you so got to do it this way, or you should do it this way.
0: If their kids were out of control, you didn't care. If they were well behaved, yeah. you didn't care. You just loved them and served them.
1: We just didn't hang around them if they yeah. were out of control.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, Diana, I, just, I know. I oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Quick thing on the kid thing, though. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's just a treat to also because we have, like Rich was mentioning, our, our closest friends, or most of them still live on the mission field, but they have allowed us to be involved in their families over the years. And so one of the things that I don't know if maybe as a single, because, again, it was God's plan for us that we got married quite young, so we didn't, I didn't ever, like, grieve not being married. But, um, yeah, there's a grieving process that, go, that you go through when you feel the loss of not having children. But... Um, yeah, just just that people would let us be part of their family because you you kind of start to feel like where do I fit in? I don't fit in in my family because they all have kids and they're all their life is all revolving around their kids. I don't fit, especially once homeschool came around <laughs> back in the old days. You didn't homeschool; everybody went to school. But now you know, as my sisters are raising kids and friends raising kids, life was all about kids all the time. So we pretty regularly, don't feel like we fit in or, or where do we belong. And so that was good for my selfish heart to say, okay, but it's not about me. How can I jump in then? And especially with the sweet friends whose parents would let us be involved with the kids. And then you know, the grown-up kids letting us be involved in their um, yes. little ones too. Yeah. So that, that's huge, and I'm so thankful for that because I'm quite sure if I had had children, I wouldn't have known to be... Thinking that, oh, somebody might not feel like they fit in. What could I do to make them feel like they're a part? And just, again, plugged into the body of Christ. This yeah. is the, the spiritual um, children and investment, you know, the spiritual relationships. That's what's, et- what's eternal. So
0: speaking of being plugged in, there's probably – I wanted to ask her how many, but she didn't feel comfortable with me doing this. But I suspect in this room there are a number of you who have received a note from Diana. And this is a gift that she has. I would call it the gift of encouragement. Um, I don't want to ask you specifically about the number of notes you've written. But I do want to – I want you to talk about the philosophy behind it because I think it's a little bit of a dying art. Um, why Why do you do that?
2: I um, don't – I didn't think of it as a philosophy or an art. I was raised by a mom who was such an encourager. And my dad, too, actually. He would write me notes. And so I was and, – and I'm old. <laughs> okay. So in the old days, we didn't have email and um, – texting and all of that so you wrote notes if you wanted to communicate something to somebody so i grew up that way and also our friends on the mission field again no email so we wrote letters and so i i was accustomed to that i was accustomed to the way that that could encourage well the way it encouraged me and then the way that it could in, maybe encourage somebody else so that it's more like it's a carryover from just the fact that i'm old and didn't so maybe young ones now that that's what they're accustomed to is texting and so that can be equally as encouraging i think But to give you to pray for somebody and then um, send them a note uh, as to what you prayed for them or how you're concerned for them, for me, the Lord uses it to help put feet to my love. Does that make sense? Like I want so much to do something tangible, and sometimes I can't. And so to be able to send a note to somebody and that I don't know, it's a kindness from the Lord to me to give me an outlet.
0: I don't know if I would agree that a text is the same. I think there's something unique about you sitting down at a table with a pen and a, a note card, right, writing it out, but we, we can debate that later. <laughs> um, okay. We, I'm going to get the next couple up here. Talk real quick okay. about, um, your role as a fireman yep. and how you were able to maintain a witness yep. and trust the Lord through that process. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Yeah. And, um, I can certainly, anybody that's interested in more of what I say, um, can come talk to me afterwards, but, um, yeah, fire, fire department. Fantastic. I'm such, I was, it was such a grace of God by, by his grace that I got onto the department. It was, it was no, um, uh, yes, I put the effort into getting on. It took me five years to get onto the department. Um, and I worked with LA County for 30 years, um, and uh then just retired 3 years ago. So um it's it was a great job. I loved it. I loved the aspect of just doing something again, helping people, getting getting out there and just being a part and um sharing sharing my testimony. I I was I sh- didn't struggle, but there were some harder times, but then the Lord opened doors to allow me to be um, to start a chaplain program in my in the first city that I was in before it consolidated with L.A. County, with El Monte. And so I started a chaplain program there and became the, the first chaplain in El Monte. Um, and then uh, just witnessing and sharing with them. And then that kind of let the cat out of the bag, you know, oh, this guy's, you know, a believer. So, um, and I was thankful for that. And then um, after we consolidated with L.A. County, then um, I was... Uh, chaplain for them for a while and um th- it takes your takes a toll on you i i did the uh the two guys that passed away in the fire um like now i'm blanking on the year fire? yeah the station fire um two guys arnie arnie quinones and and actually um ray hall um but not not any relation but um they passed away so i did one of the i was one of the guys and that kind of took takes a toll on you a day after day after day dealing with with grief and i mean this is it's hard it's a hard thing to deal with people grieving that they just lost their their loved one and and so um and then on top of that all the pomp and cir- circumstance that goes along with the fire department but i wouldn't trade it for anything i had great friends um great relationships it's a different it's definitely different career It's changed a lot since I got on. Since I was on, um, as Scott can attest to, I'm sure um, it's different. um, But it's great. I I loved it. Um, What was your other question? I'm sorry. Anything else? I think that was it. Okay. But you can say more if you have. No, no, no. I, I don't. No. Here's your question. What are you guys going to do when you grow up? When we grow up? Yeah. 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 Oh. So here's. I was just talking to um, Josh. Yes, I was just talking to Josh about um, – I hate – we Diana and I want to figure out a different term for retirement because, you know, when I tell people that, oh, we're retired, they think, oh, great, now you're just wandering around and playing golf and, and all that stuff. And, yes, we have traveled, and we we love traveling. Um, we have the travel bug, but um, it doesn't stop there. You know, we've – Diana's taking care of her parent her, – her dad. Um, my dad died in – in june and um my mom's left over and she's got alzheimer's as well so we got it from both sides so that's another total discussion on taking care of aged parents which is um we're still trying to figure out but
0: love it well we're grateful for you guys i do want to just offer you guys up to the group if afterwards you guys have questions for them or anything like that um please talk to rich and diana we're thanks thankful for your faithfulness so give these guys a round of applause Okay, um, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to have all four. I'm going to have both, uh, Mika and Julian. Josh and Michelle, you guys come up. Yeah, here, we can just hand those off. Uh, let's grab another stool here. Michael, can we grab this one? That way I can get, I can, I can ask you all some questions. Maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just stand behind the lectern like this. This is, this is not, this is not, this is not awkward at all. Um, okay. So Josh and Michelle Wade, uh, here on your left, uh, Julian and Fumika, but I'm going to call you Mika. Is that okay? Or you go by Fu? Fu Mika, or Fumika. Um, okay. Josh and Michelle, tell us, uh, who you are, where you're from, what study you're at, and then, uh. Josh, specifically, I want you to tell a little bit about how you ended up at Grace Church. Tell the Pete Tagliere story.
3: Right, Pete Tagliere story. Um, so yeah, I've been at uh, I've been at Grace now since about 2005, and uh, similar testimony to Rich. Actually, I I grew up here in Van Nuys. Um, uh, had a lot of success when I was young. I was good in sports, good in school. Raised in what I would call a Christian home, but the Lord was not the, the center of our home at the time. Um, when I was young, I went to a Baptist, um, and I, I remember going to Sunday school there. However, when school got more important, sports got more important, church and uh, it t- took a backseat in our home. Um, my parents were amazing parents. We had a, a great home. I have a twin brother, just the two of us, and mom and dad, and uh, they were a great example uh, of uh, loving each other in their marriage. Um, however, uh, the Lord was definitely not the center of the home. Raised with great morals, I was a great kid, um, followed a lot of the rules, but, but never uh, understood my need for the Lord as my personal Savior. Um, when, uh, so the taglier family was influential in uh, me coming to know the Lord. In 1994, we had a huge earthquake here in Northridge. Um, At the time, uh, the Taglier family, and Pete Taglier was about my age, had just moved down the street. So after that earthquake, my side of the street had no power for about a week, and the Tagliers lived across the street, and they had power. So they basically took us in um, and, you know, hosted us in their home for about a week, and we just got to know their family, like, uh, real quick because we were – you know, basically live, living there with them, and if, and if any of you know the Tagliares, they have big personalities. They're very fun. Uh, there's a, a little bit of Italianness uh, in, in their family, and uh, so just
0: is Italianness a word? <laughs> sure.
3: it, it, it is. This morning, when I'm kind of nervous talking yeah, to yeah, it, but okay. I, I might like it. make up a couple of words. Yeah, um, that's fine. You're a cop. Yeah. You can do whatever so, you want. So just being. A, Being kind of entrenched in their family for that week just saw – we saw a difference in just the way that they uh, interacted, the joy that they had. And not to say that they were perfect. Uh, There was, you know, uh, as I got to know Pete, it wasn't a perfect family either. But that was my – anyways, they invited us to Grace. So I was about uh, 12, 13 at the time, and that was my first introduction to Grace. So I remember coming coming to Grace with Pete. Coming to high school group on Wednesday nights, um, and in one sense, just loving being there because I'm hanging out with Pete. He's about a year older than me, so I thought he was a cool kid at the time. Um, I still think he's a cool, cool <laughs> kid. <laughs> um, but so that that was my first introduction. And then back then, I was 12. When friends move away, it's hard to keep in touch. You you didn't have phones. You didn't have email. You just when, if they move away, they're gone. So about a year later. They moved away. I went into high school. Uh, school and sports took over even more. Um, and, uh, and once again, was not going to church. And uh, I specifically even remember times in high school where, um, you know, I was ashamed of... Uh, I would have always said I was a Christian, but I was ashamed of it. I remember kids on the baseball team making fun of me because I was a Christian. And I remember telling them, like, well, I'm not, I'm not a Christian who, like, goes to church every week. And now I just look back thinking, man, that's so, so sad that that was you know, a point in my life where I was ashamed of my, my faith that at that time had some understanding, but I don't think I was actually saved yet. So I ended up going to UCLA, uh, and that was the, the point in my life where I went from being very successful in sports, school, had a lot of friends, was popular in high school, to, uh, to a point at UCLA where I tried out for the baseball team immediately was cut and told, you know, that I was one of the worst kids there trying out. And, uh, you know, so that, that hurt a little bit, um, but it was absolutely true. Um, and then uh, similarly, I just, I didn't have a good friend group there. I just, I didn't have a lot of friends. I ended up sitting in my dorm room playing a lot of video games. And I mean, like a lot of video games, got very, very addicted to video games, um, and was just somewhat of a, a low point in my life where I was just kind of wondering like what 's what 's going on what am, what am I doing here i, I wasn 't doing as well in school as i as I had through high school, um, and then the Taglier family uh, reentered the picture once again. Uh, they had moved uh, once again, they invited uh, us over for uh, dinner, reconnected with them and one of the things i 've always been thankful for for Pete is. He never, you know, I'm sure all of you guys kind of have some friends or co-workers who you've, who you've shared the gospel with, you've witnessed to, um, and, and they've, they've, you've invited them to church. They've said, oh, yeah, maybe I'll come, and then they never come. Well, Pete just, he, you know, every time that we would hang out with him over the years, which was like once a year we'd get together with him, he'd always invite us. So anyways, he invited us to church again at the time he was going to uh, Cornerstone out in Simi Valley. And uh, me and my twin brother just said, yeah, we'll come check it out. So we went to church with him, and it was sort of that point in my life where the Lord had been just preparing my heart all along. And uh, at the time, Francis Chan was the pastor out there, uh, obviously a different style of preaching than then we get here at Grace. But he was, at the time, he was preaching the gospel every single week, and it was it just was so convicting to me it was the first time that I was hearing the gospel preached and felt like i I saw the need for for my for i saw my own sin and I saw my need for a savior and and just again through just interacting with Pete and seeing uh seeing just his relationship with his family, I just knew that there was something missing in in my life and finally realized like i 'm not saved i 've never fully Given my life to the to the Lord, and uh, so I was saved out there in 2002. Uh, I was baptized uh, in March of uh, 2003. So coming up on my 20 year anniversary, um, and then in uh, 2005, me and my twin brother, who I was kind of going through this whole process with my twin brother, which was really neat, um, just just walking through all this with him. Uh, we all just decided to to come back to grace. We kind of. Wanted some more solid teaching and wanted to to grow even more. We ended up back at Grace and uh, and yeah. So I've been at Grace since uh, since 2005. And I'm I'm talking way too long. So okay, I'm just Michelle. Stop for right now, yeah,
0: yeah. You, you are Josh, but it's yeah. okay. <laughs> um, Michelle, I want to I want to hear from you uh, quickly how how you came to Grace, became a believer. But then I also want to I want you to answer how long how long before Josh asked you out. <laughs> Because there was a process there, right?
4: Yeah, huh. There's yeah.
0: a process. You, you were waiting, right? I,
4: I was waiting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, my parents actually were married in the little chapel here at Grace many, many moons ago. So we grew up coming to Grace. We lived out in say, But my dad said he had to hear John. So we would drive every Sunday all the way out here, and we would come listen to John. I grew up. I did the juniors program. I did the junior high program and the high school program here at Grace. So the children's ministries and programs are really important to us and it's fun to see our kids kind of go through those same same ministries that I went through. Um so when I was And you have
0: two kids. We have two kids, Lucy and Shepard, they're here. Lucy and, Lu- Shepherd, Lucy right and here. Shep, raise your hands. Mm-hmm.
4: Say hi. Yeah. Yeah. All <laughs> um right. so I clearly remember when I was very young being hearing the gospel, hearing truth Um, my parents were first generation believers so I could see the difference between them and the rest of our family Uh, and I was just scared to go to hell and I remember coming out one night after I'd gone to bed and talking to my mom and dad about heaven and hell and I didn't want to go to hell and they explained you don't have to and (laughs) explained exactly um, what repentance was and what I needed to do and I think that I really truly was saved at that time. I think I clearly understood that I was a sinner and that only Jesus could save me and that I needed to repent and accept his free gift of salvation. I I really do believe that I um, accepted the Lord when I was quite young. And then I think like Diana said, there are just different stages of life where you definitely go through times where your heart has changed. Uh, Junior high, I started going to Santa Clarita Christian And that was a big change for me. People were talking about Jesus all the time, all around me, and just studying the Bible and studying it deeply. And so I think that was a big change for me. Um, End of high school, going into college, I think everybody just has that time of trying to figure out what their life is like. Um, And so I think all of those times were just continual changes. Um, When I went to college, I started at master's when it was still a college, not a university, if that tells you how old I am. Um, But uh, Josh and I met... We don't actually remember when we met, but at some point in that year of 2005 when, we, when, when he came to Grayson Was it at, a Bible Bible study. Study? Mm-hmm, it at the Bible study? It was at a Bible SCV. study, at an at- yeah. in-home Bible study called SCV, actually right up the street from where we live now. If anybody knows the knee noggles, it was at their house. Um, and we met there, and we were friends for about four years um, until he finally noticed me. <laughs> and, uh, and then, yeah, asked and me out.
0: You guys have been married for how long?
4: Almost thirteen years.
0: Thirteen years, yeah. mm-hmm. and you've been serving essentially in the same Bible study. Yes. It was a, it was a Crossroads Bible study. Mm-hmm. We got kicked out of Crossroads, <laughs> a little bit, and we we got welcomed into Steadfast. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you guys have been at the same Bible study for how long? So Thir- been there, essentially uh,
4: since two thousand five. Yeah, since about two thousand five. We've just, just kind of yeah. followed everybody and along.
3: Transitioned in. I went on an STM uh, to hang out with Brian in Malawi in two thousand eight. Huh. The year my brother got married, so it was uh, going to be my first time kind of living alone and. Just, and actually, I went on that STM with Pete Taglier's older brother, Dan Tagliere. Uh, shared a little hut with him. Um, did you eat and, grubs? Uh, I don't think I ate any grubs. I think somebody ate a somebody ate a uh, yeah a mouse on a stick. Did you
0: I, Did you I take your muck boots?
3: I don't think I had the muck boots yet. No, no if you know Josh very, Wade, he has he's got he's fair. got a thing with muck boots.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, Josh and Michelle have been. They're just faithful. They're just quiet and faithful and. They're always hospitable. They're always welcome, willing to open their homes, and that's why I wanted to hear from you guys. Okay, Mika and Julian. Mika, we're going to start. We're going we're gonna to, like, work our way backwards on this one. Um, you're a mechanical engineer.
5: I am, yeah. Talk yep. about it. Um, I fix things that are broken. Like I, what? Um, so I work under um, Medtronic, which is a medical device company. They produce um, diabetic pumps and stuff like that for oh, – Pumps for diabetic patients. So we just fix things that are broken on the line.
0: How does creative design play into, like, how do you, how do you think about that when you're designing stuff, like mm-hmm. an insulin pump? Mm-hmm. Do you think about, like, God's creative design oh, all absolutely. the time? Like yeah. the,
5: I feel like the more you learn and the more you kind of see and create, you realize how small you are. And you realize how God's creation is so perfect and so meticulous. And it's just his design is it's amazing and it's perfect and, like in comparison to that, like you see so much of our flaws and we try to recreate what God has created, but it's just near impossible for man to do that. So.
0: Yeah, I love it. Um, how did how did you get saved?
5: Oh, how, um, so I hope I don't go too long because <laughs> it's okay. If but we, uh,
0: is, we don't have join errors coming in hot after this, so I think we're okay. Do we? Five. We have commissioned. We have commissioned. Okay.
5: Okay. I'll try to make it brief, but it's
0: it's fine. Oh. It's fine. We're in the tent. This is a tent revival. We could go all day.
5: <laughs> um, so I was born in Japan. I was raised in Japan for six years. So back then, um, Japan. I mean, Japan is still very close to Christianity and any sort of. They have a supernatural sense, but they don't really have a single god that they believe in. Um, so the progression of the Lord just opening my eyes to see the truth of his word is, um, it really started with, um, kind of small, you know, interactions with people. And then I just ended up in a youth group, Awana, because my parents as immigrants, they couldn't really take care of me too all the time. So on Fridays it was pretty much free daycare for, for them. Um, so I went to Awana at a a small church and then that's where, um, you know, a lot of the older ladies poured into young little me and um, heard the gospel for the first time. And I think um, there was a, a specific time when I asked the ladies to pray for my dad's job because he didn't have a secured job at the time. So, and then uh, he graciously answered. So at that point, I knew that God existed. Okay, so.
0: And you I, grew up in the valley? I did. Okay. Mm-hmm.
5: So after, yeah, once we moved, we just. Yeah, lived here and then stayed here. And you went to college at UCLA.
0: UCLA, and that's how you and you you and Julian met at UCLA. Now, here's a question I have: Julian could bench press, right?
6: Yeah, it's
3: true.
0: Did you? (laughs) It is true. He's being humble. did Did he ever flex for you, Mika?
5: Um, no.
0: No. Okay. All right. That's good. That, that... But
5: he did drive his red convertible, thinking yeah. that that was very... Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Ju- Julian, talk, talk about it. I know that was really kind of an awkward segue into... No, not at all. <laughs> Are you okay with it? Yeah, that's fine. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Um, t- tell us, Julian, how you got saved, and then uh, talk a little bit about what you do and how you and Mika met. You guys have been married for how long? Two and a half
6: years. Two and a half years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've, I, I grew up going to church, and I've known the gospel for a very long time. There's nothing really complicated in that, and I grew up going to school here uh, since the year 2000. Uh, I just didn't really know what believe meant. What does it mean to believe in in Jesus and put your faith in him? Uh, like, is it that easy? Like, you just get saved because you do that? Um, and in sixth grade, I had a um, such a great teacher who taught us really what faith Uh, was and how repentance is involved in that. In Luke 9.23, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. And I couldn't just, like, get into heaven. Um, I mean, I could, (laughs) but um, I actually had to change my whole life and desires, and that's a work that God had to do. And when I realized that and um, asked him to actually change my heart and grant me repentance and um, uh, allow me to live and, and follow him, then... That's when I um, was a, a true believer in, in the sixth grade, and yeah, I've been at, I've been at the church since around then.
0: Yeah. Okay, when did you get into weightlifting and bodybuilding and
6: all of that I kind just, of stuff? I just, uh, you know, do the throwing the bar around thing. Yeah, just know? throw the bar yeah, around. Yeah, I, I did that yeah. in. Um, um, Is in that college. what they call it? Throwing the bar did it around. In college. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Okay. Um, what's your, yeah. like, what's your, what's your bench? What's your max bench? Oh, it's
6: not that great. No? Well, some, two something. Two, in the twos? Yeah. In the high twos? Yeah. Yeah. I've sn- I could snatch two, though. That's cool. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what snatching is, but yeah. <laughs> <It's> I know, <laughs>
0: I know God's going to snatch up his church.
6: It's true, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. How did you and, how did you and Mika, uh, how did you guys meet?
6: We met at UCLA. She went to the Bible study there at the GOC. Yep. Um, and then I was, I was there for a year, crashing the party. Were you really? It, yeah, I was. Mika, I didn't go to school there. Talk about it. Was he kind of rowdy?
5: He just stood out because he was a head taller than all the folks. Yeah,
0: so. Tall, handsome Filipino. I like it. <laughs> uh, and did you notice him that he was a head taller?
5: Yes, I did.
0: Did you, and and were you like, hey, I want to like get to know this guy or not? Were you Do you want to tell the
5: story. I feel like you'd be better telling. Yeah, the and story. I was. I
6: really, oh, okay. I I really visually liked her. Yeah. So, um, yeah. My, my doctor said I had neck problems because you know, I kept on turning my head in the middle of service to look at her. Um, no, yeah. I just I met her and then asked her out two weeks later. Um, we walked the dog, and then um, we didn't talk it's a whole can of worms wait did you really walk a dog we walked the dog then we didn't talk for a year and then um then we dated and then we didn't um talk for another year and then and then we got together and we've been together since long story how many how many many years two and a half years
0: married two and a half years married but i uh, have so many more questions i want
6: to ask it's okay It's not that important. What does
0: walking the dog even mean? I have a dog. I had a okay. dog. Our
6: oh. Bible
5: study retreat, he spent like three hours explaining the story to yeah. all the folks over there. So.
0: Was it recorded?
6: No. No, thankfully not. Oh, but,
0: no. Oh, but the G Hills study heard it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Yes, okay. Yes, yes. Um, let, I really do wish I had more time to ask you guys more questions. Um, thanks for your faithfulness. Uh, Julian and Mika serve in the Granada Hills study. Josh and Michelle host the uh, Fair Oaks study. And hopefully that was a blessing for you guys to get to hear a little bit of their stories. I wish we could have asked more questions, but I'm going to pray for them, and then uh, we'll be dismissed. Uh, Father, thanks for today. Thanks for testimonies of faithfulness. Uh, The greatest theme uh, with all of these couples is your salvation. You drew them to yourself. You saved them. You're sanctifying them. And we're just grateful for an opportunity just to get a little bit of a glimpse into their life and their hearts for ministry Uh, Please encourage them, bless them in their efforts. Uh, Thank you for Rich and Diana. Thank you for Josh and Michelle. Uh, Please keep uh, Josh safe as he goes out into uh, his job as a police officer. Thanks for Rich and his faithfulness as a fireman for so many years. We pray for Mika and Julian as well, that you would just bless their ministry. And we're so grateful for today. We love you. We commit the rest of our day to you. And we pray all of this in Christ's name. Amen.